Hi, welcome to Talking with Fred. This is Tony, and today I'm joined with a special guest, Marvin. It's good to be here. I'm Marvin Nimitz from uh, Harvest Community Church in Jupiter, Florida. And so what brings you to Copenhagen? Well, I got to be invited here by Pastor Joel from uh, Evangel Church mm-hmm. right here in Copenhagen. The biker group is doing a 25th anniversary, and uh, they asked me to come and speak, and uh, this is my fifth time here. And uh, I really enjoy it. I look forward to coming to Copenhagen. We look forward to having you here all the time. And this is our first time doing a podcast together. It is. So this ought to be interesting. Yeah. We've talked about doing this for a while, and it actually is nice that it works out that we can do it together live. I love that. Yeah. I think it's a lot uh, nicer to be here with you. And we get to see each other only a couple times a year. Yeah. And this is good. (laughs) It's pretty fun. (laughs) I always have a lot of fun with Marvin when he comes, and especially his his enthusiasm for Christmas like me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure I have the enthusiasm for Christmas that you have. My wife does. I probably do not. <laughs> well, remember it's Christmas in July, so we're happy. For well, that. Merry Christmas, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we're going to talk a little bit about worship and you are not only pastor at Harvest, you're also on the worship team, is that correct? I am. I uh, I help to arrange the worship service, and I also play guitar. Nice. So how long have you played guitar? i played guitar since I was 15, Nice. and uh, it's been good. It comes in handy. Uh, the first youth group that I, I oversaw had absolutely no worship, and so I pulled out my guitar after years of it sitting on a shelf, and uh, <laughs> those days were a little sketchy, <laughs> but it's a whole lot better now. Nice. Um, and you've been doing worship since you started at Harvest? You know, worship's such an important part of the service. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe, I believe that the music is is important because it brings people to that place of making sure that the service isn't about them, mm-hmm. but it's about the Lord. And um, when I first got to the church, we had a worship leader, um, and then he went away, and the fellow that I have now leads the worship, but he uh, he doesn't have the time or the ability really to help arrange it and pull the music, and so I've really kind of jumped and took that on. We've been there 17 years, and, and I probably took that role on about five years in. I think it's interesting. You pointed out just a second ago that it's not about us. It's about getting the it's getting ourselves ready for God opening ourselves up for God because it's about him. There was a pastor one time in California where he he was on the worship team like you are. He played bass though. And he literally stood right in front of the pulpit as they were doing worship. And for me it it stuck out as a teenager many moons ago. It's like why would you want to be standing literally right in front of the pulpit in the middle of everybody? To be leading, and you're not leading worship. He wasn't leading worship. Oh, he just put himself right in the front. He put him right in front. You know, I I think what I what I love is when you have a worship leader that understands their call is to facilitate, to help draw people into the presence of the Lord. You know, most as people come to church, most of them are coming. Uh, you know, they've dealt with the kids on the way in. They've dealt mm-hmm. with themselves on the way in. They've had a rough week, and so our job as worship leaders is to help draw them into the presence of the Lord, to really put aside all those things and help them focus again on what's important. And that's their relationship with Christ. And 
where I think a lot of, you know, music kind of ebbs and flows in the church. And we've watched as a lot has shifted to performance-based. And I love the new music. I love that we have modern worship songs. Uh, The trend over the last, I would say, probably 15 years has become almost performance-based. And what I love that we're watching is a move away from that. I think people are understanding it's not the show. Because I remember growing up in in church in the 70s and 80s, and I'm not thinking those are the heydays, and sorry (laughs) to show my age, but the music, you could hear people worshiping in the sanctuary. You would see people a part of uh, that. And then over the years, you started watching people um, not worship, but kind of watch. They stopped being participants. And I think that we are shifting back, not to the old songs or the old ways Mm -hmm. per se, but to rediscover and the new generations are discovering how empty worship is if it is just about a show. Yeah. If, and and it's meant to come into the presence of God and to love him, to allow him to love you back. And it's it's also not all about the emotion. It's about expressing your heart to God. So I love that we're watching a shift away from that. Your church does that tremendously. Your worship leader has a marvelous way. Your team has... You, you can sense and know the presence of God. You can see your church entering in. They've trusted what you're doing in worship, and it's beautiful. That's high praise. Thank you. Well, you're Appreciate welcome. Appreciate that. I, it's, it's really awesome, like, being part of a worship team because, like, one of the things I've learned, I, well, actually, I don't know if I ever really learned this. It was just something that came natural, at least that I think of is being able to feed off of each other in the middle of worship. And like just it's like the Holy Spirit just allowing us to naturally follow the flow of how things are moving. Yeah, and I think worship teams develop that camaraderie together. It's a relationship. And I mean again, you know, anytime you get musicians together and you're in a band, <laughs> whether it's worship or yeah. you know, whether it's secular, all of that uh to, to have that connection of working together, knowing where someone's going, that takes longevity together, that mm-hmm. takes um, the same heart. You know, and I know we, we come in, and, and, and musicians, we're a weird lot. I mean, we all are. I mean, you're a drummer, so you're half crazy. I mean, the truth <laughs> is that, you know, on any given Sunday, you are going to drive the guitarist nuts, and yeah. and. I'm that's going the fun to dr- part. Well, that's the fun. well, but see, you guys do it on purpose too, and you don't care. It's like every drummer when the guitarist is trying to tune. Could you just shut up for a minute? You know, you really can be still for just a moment. But but those relationships, I think, are are precious. I know on our worship team, uh, very different personalities, and and me as the pastor. Yeah. For me, it's it can be hard because my my focus isn't only on the music that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm there's many hats that I'm wearing that day. So yeah. I'll, I'll go from that to prayer, to preaching, you're laying hands on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's interesting because I think with what I've watched with the team, the team has to come ready to worship. They have to intentionally, 
but everyone on the team are people too. Sometimes you come in cranky. Sometimes you come upset. You know, sometimes you annoy one another. And I can tell you how many times after, during worship practice, you know, someone's gotten on my nerves because of what they're doing or they, you know, or I've gotten on their nerves. And then we go back to the office to pray before church. We have to look at each other and go, listen, I love you. And, uh, this is about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our piano player the other day, and she's a very strong willed, lovely lady. And, uh, I don't know what I did that ticked her off. She'd come in in a bad mood and finally, and, and I'm the pastor. So, you know, she's struggling with that. You know, how do I breathing? Yeah. So, you know, you come off and I'll just, I'll look at her and go, so I see you're having a hard day today. She goes, yep. And I just want to deck you. I'm like, you know, bring it on. Come on. But then we go back, we pray and we come out focused. And I think what's, what's fun about that is if you will keep your heart right, Mm -hmm. you will have the blessing of the Lord. And you will help draw people in the congregation into a place of worship, despite their feelings, despite their mourning, despite their week. And that really, I think, helps us to focus on what's important. There was a there was one time many moons ago when uh, I was youth pastor in Florida, and um, we had gone to a conference. And this is feeding off of what you just said. Um, there was a youth leader there. And I could, I could hear my wife's eyes rolling. Okay. <laughs> this is how bad I thought his little speech was. And, um, he, he was talking about worship with the youth group and he said, well, I'm standing in the back and I'm hearing them worship and I'm fuming. I'm fuming. It's just awful. I mean, it, everything, it was all showmanship, nothing. The Holy spirit wasn't running. I'm fuming. Finally, I had enough of it, and I walked outside, and I grabbed the mic, and oh, the spirit fell. Oh, how it fell when I took the mic and led the worship. And then when I went to the back, I scolded them. You want to get it right? Fine. You want to practice, get it tight? Fine. But get right with the Holy Spirit. And I walked away. How would you respond to that? He must have been pretty young. He was middle-aged. Well, then, if I was his pastor, we would have gone to my office and had a discussion about how to encourage and build up people. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, what I found is that a worship team and a church, it it flows from what is encouraged Mm -hmm. and what is taught from the top down. Yeah. Um, Because for me, it's like it was more of a focus on himself that the spirit couldn't fall unless he was. And this is not just him particularly. I mean, I know there's probably people like that around anywhere, but it's just like, this is just the spirit won't fall unless I'm the one standing in front of the mic that I'm the one doing this. I'm the one. Well, then that's going to be a pretty lonely place because I think the spirit of God is doing things all over the world. And mm-hmm. I think we're privileged that God works through us. The truth is, if we're honest, many times God works in spite of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are times where, you know, as a worship team, as a pastor, you feel anointed mm-hmm. and, and it's wonderful that God's coming in. There are other days that, you know, you don't feel anything. And I think, you know, again, we've based so much on how we feel. God's called us to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a right attitude that you can have. There is a posture of humility that you take when you serve him. But I've I've thought 
some of our worship sets that were, you know, where we made the mistakes and it and it wasn't as clean as you would have liked it to be. And let me just say, clean is really what I think you go for as far as you know you want to pre- you want to present your best to the Lord mm-hmm. as as a musician, but. God isn't looking for the performance. I, I really think that we've we've put such an, uh, a, a, a premium on perfection. Mm-hmm. And oh, I kick myself on the drums in my behind every time I mess up a chop or something. I mean, I know that's a personal thing, but I just I know I mess it up, and I'm like, oh, that was just bad. Well, I mean, there's just sometimes we all do that. I mean, we're human, and yeah. you know, it's a and it's not a performance, but it is live. So yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> that's you don't the hard to, part. <laughs> you don't get to hit the pause button to go, let's erase that and lay down another track. I, I mean, I can tell you some of the Sundays. And what I love is like with our church, um, again, you know, none of us are professional musicians. We've all been doing it for a long time in mm-hmm. just our group. But there are just some Sundays. I mean, you know, we, we had practiced everything went great during the rehearsal and we started the service and I mean, I started going and the drummer was off and I was off and we both looked at each other and we we're just, you know, the things that go through your head aren't necessarily sanctified. Yeah. And we just looked at each other like, I don't stop, just stop. There's yeah. no start again. So, sometimes you have to stop and start again. And, you know, that's happened to us here too. Yeah. And you know, there's sometimes, and I've heard other pastors going, that should never happen. That's just, that's, and, and you know, Congratulations to you. Nice job. You know, I'm so glad for you. But there's there's the truth that we're doing our best to bring our best. Yeah. And it's not that our best isn't good enough. It's just the truth that sometimes uh, you have a either a bad start or you miss or or you know, our our worship leader and I love him. Oh my gosh, I love him. And he he does a good job, but every once in a while you don't know even know where he's going. And so <laughs> He he did. That's the fall. hard thing about being a drummer is trying to fall someone if they don't know where they're going or they're playing like a piano player. They're playing some kind of riff that has no like special timing. It's just their own timing, and you're trying to find that beat. Yeah, like, wait, yeah. And then the worship and then the worship leader goes somewhere, and the piano player goes <laughs> another way. The drummer and then, and and you know, I mean, and and honestly, it's funny because with with our church, we just stop. You know, I'll stop playing. I'll let the keyboard usually. Oh, I don't man. care. You guys take it. I'll figure out where you are. <laughs> Those times are rare. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think God's up in heaven going, nice job, y'all. I, I think <laughs> I think he's probably chucking, chuckling along with us. And what I found is if we don't get uptight about it and we just move through, the congregation will just join in because it's well, not about us. It's about yeah. the Lord. Oh, they're going to have a good laugh at it anyways. And that's oh, the nice yeah, thing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had some great YouTube moments where people are playing worship and suddenly something falls on the drummer or the keyboard accident, the keyboardist accidentally hits a button and it starts playing this random track in the middle of everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I think sometimes with YouTube, there's, there's two things. You know, and I've watched those tracks, and, and we yeah. all laugh. And I think my, my hope is that we are enjoying the absurdity of what took place. Yeah. But loving the people that are going through it. Yeah. And not being critical of them because... No, they're the ones up there doing it. 
Well, let me rephrase it. We are the ones up there. We're the one. Yeah, we're up like, there. Good luck. You come on up here and do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, but <laughs> but but I think but I think you know, for every worship leader, for everyone on the worship team, I think understanding that what God wants is the genuineness of our heart, the genuineness of our worship. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's up to us as worship team to choose songs mm-hmm. that aren't about us. There, yeah. there has been a trend, and and if people want to call me old, and That's I, all right. I don't mind being called old either. Well, listen, I, you know, <laughs> I, I think that to when people extent. start doing that, I, I think they've become very critical and rude. I think that there is a, you, you have those that are old and their observations are wrong, but you also have those that are older. Mm-hmm that have a perspective. And I think there has been a trend from many within worship to make the songs all about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a while back, while we were picking some songs, there was a, a popular Hill song that came out. I, and I won't even name it. I don't know if you guys do it here or that. For me personally, it was a song the Lord just said, that's all about you. Hmm. Um, and so I, I really had a conviction not to bring that into our worship set. And so I've, I've brought the, for our church, I felt the Lord lead us to have that focus really on worshiping him. Mm -hmm. There's something wonderful about that. There are confessions that we can make. There are testimonies we can sing about. There is doctrine that, you know, the old hymns have done a great job with the doctrine. That's what I grew up with personally. I mean, uh, I didn't really know much about modern worship songs until I was like a teenager. And that was mid-90s. And after we had transitioned from the church I was growing up into another one, and they were playing more modern songs in there. So those kind of things were new to me. So all those old hymnal songs, I mean, they do hold a special place in my heart. They do. And I think what I what we're watching too is uh, a renewal of modern hymns. I The old hymns are marvelous. Yeah. I, I love them. I mean, obviously with my age, we grew up on those. And yeah. they are very difficult to incorporate uh, along with many of the new courses. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, there's such I, a different rhythm. Yeah. I like how they've taken them and kind of modernized a little bit of them. Yeah. Uh, over the years, uh, like how great is our God, mm. and um, or how great Thou art. Right. And they really mo- rocked it out a little bit, and I, I have it on my phone. And if I get the chance to play on it and the drums it by myself, I take it because it's. Well, a lot of those hymns are just timeless, and yeah. and they're meaningful, and I think that the generations behind us need to know the richness of that music. It, mm-hmm. it not only ties us uh, to the Lord and to some very soundness mm-hmm. in the way that they phrase the song, mm-hmm. but there is a connection to history that I think is important. When I was uh, first coming into uh, pastoring, I remember going to a district council and, you know, most of the music during that set was modern, but they stopped and they brought out one of the old hymns and I got silent and the older ones in that congregation worshiped and it was so profound. I will always remember the depth of that worship as they sang 
with meaning those words. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that each generation finds that style of music that brings that depth of richness that draws people to the heart of God. Oh, it's definitely inspiring for the new stuff. And yeah, then, so uh, incorporating it all. Yeah. And, and what I would say, too, is this is the first time in history where we've ever had this large of a gap between generations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm old enough to remember George Beverly Shea and the hymns and just what that was. And, and here we are now with, uh, you know, the, the wealth of new music that we have. But in between all of that have been many styles. And you think church is the only place where people really come and they're singing music that they didn't choose. <laughs> so, you know, within our congregations, you will have the very young to the very old. Yeah. And in that space is a style gap yeah that is enormous mm-hmm. and well that's where you start to see who's stuck in their old ways and or their ways in general versus people well, trying to move towards the future okay so i want to disagree with you on that a little that's bit right. i think i think there is an element of that where people can get stuck in their ways yeah not fully i don't mean fully i just mean there's a there can be people that are very stuck with Yeah, I mean, but time. I think I think anytime you're in church, I mean, or anything, you're going to have yeah. people stuck in their ways. But I, I think that for the most part, people in church, they are, I love the church. Yeah. I love the people of God. And I love the generations. What I, what I find that we have to do as worship leaders for me as a pastor is try to help meet people where they at when it comes to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I'm 53 years old and, and, uh, I'm not stuck in the mud. I, it's possible I <laughs> could move that direction. I don't know, but, <laughs> but you know, I do not relate personally. I love a, a realm of music. I mean, I was mm-hmm. an eighties kid, so, I mean, we had rock and roll, pop music, all great thing. time for music too. Oh, it was tremendous. <laughs> and then it was also a horrible time for music, you yeah. know, just some really bad stuff. But, yeah. but, but I think it's important as worship leaders that we recognize, and this yeah. has become something that I think is horrifying. A younger generation looks at the older generation and says, step out of the way. Yeah. We don't want your music. We don't want you. We don't want your wisdom. We want you to move away. Yeah. And I am currently at the age where I'm kind of in between there. And I think there's a lot of us as pastors find ourselves as that bridge between the generations. And really where we can meet them is in that, mm-hmm. especially in worship, to help them relate from where they're coming from. And I think it's important that we don't criticize the older for where they are or that we uh, belittle the younger for where they are. And I think in families, you'll watch families get together and with the music they listen to and the things, and they might shake their heads at one another, but they've learned to enjoy that if they're being uh, considerate of one another. And I think we need to do that in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there are times where I know I'll try to do my best. I Listen, if I break out one of the old hymns, and, and it's hard because my worship leader, and I love him, hates the hymns. He hates them. <laughs> he hates them. And so 
but whenever we do them and if we do them well, mm-hmm. like we mean it. Yeah. You get a good response. Out oh of my there. goodness. And they really appreciate it. And they'll come up and they'll say that. And if we'll do a, a new song. We do that song, here every once in a while. We'll have um, one of our members of the church. She plays piano. Mm-hmm. She's in charge of the old hymnals. And I mean, they're, they're beautiful songs. And who's going to do it better? Yeah. Someone who loves them, appreciates them, and just allow them to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think who, who better to do that than people who know how to do them well? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so I think, by, but you wind up releasing that gift into the church and it becomes a precious thing. Yeah. I, you know, going back to what you were saying about that conference you were at, what, district council or something like that, I had the op- the privilege of going to a general council. Mm. And um, there was one night while we were there at worship, uh, one of the singers, he led one song. And he said, this is an old song. And man, it was a rocking song. I mean, it was beautiful. I was just at all just listening to it because it was just phenomenal to hear, you know, the embrace of taking the old stuff. And that's why I say, you know, that's why I believe, you know, with the new stuff, you have to remember and honor that there's something from, there's power in the blood coming to 10,000 reasons and whatever new songs that are coming out. They inspire these things because these are, this is the heart and soul of someone that has come before the Lord, whatever they were dealing with, or just inspired by something, and they sat down and started writing something on pen and paper and releasing out what the Lord's inspired them to do. And uh, down in Florida, Southeastern, um, their, their worship teams are constantly writing new stuff. And it's phenomenal to see. I mean, these are kids that are teens, 20s, and even younger. And they they break out. They, I was told they would take a few days by themselves, seek the Lord, let the Lord inspire them. And, this, and they actually start writing their own music. Well, it's awesome. And a new generation needs to be able to express their heart to the Lord. And yeah. there needs to be room for it. Mm-hmm. We need we need to not silence the next generation. We all. need to encourage it. Yeah. And and I think that uh, the younger need to respect those who are older, but the older yeah. need to help release yeah. and encourage and and and, and mentor uh, the next generation. To me, that's it, it's, oh, a, that's it's a marvelous important. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I love. All of that. And I love the fact that, again, people are, uh, I think one of the things we have to do too is understand that sometimes the music or the way we express ourselves, there are things that are just great songs. Mm -hmm. It's in that style. They may not actually fit. That genre style. Well, not even the genre style, but I mean a church. There are some songs that you can sing in worship. Yeah. And there are some songs that are performance-based. Yeah. The, and, and I think that's where we can get off track, is where we try to bring a song that was meant to be more of a concert song and make that a worship song. Mm-hmm. And and what actually fits congregationally and draws people. You know, I mean, it's fine if you want to do a performance-type song and make that a special and, yeah. and let the team do that. It's another thing if you try to take that special and force it on people to sing it because you just can't. There's, you know, there are sing. There yeah. is. You have to keep in mind the singability 
yeah. of, of something and the yeah. ability of a church to really follow. And I mean, all you have to do is uh, introduce something <laughs> that, and, and certain congregations uh, do better with certain things. And I think that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of worship leaders want to take what's popular, what's being done in every church, and then they get frustrated and disappointed that it's not working. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, listen, don't, and then they look at their church and go, well, these people, yeah. these people, these people are not receiving right, the Holy right, Spirit. Right. Right. Just, <laughs> and it's like, stop. Yeah. Listen, that's your style. Yeah. God didn't, God put you there. Your style means something to that church. As a worship leader, the things that get you jazz, that get you happy, that's fine. But look at everybody. Yeah. What does the church, and, and I think that's part of growing up. I think that's part of being mature as a pastor, as a worship leader. Well, it's also being humble enough to say, this isn't working. Let me step back and see what is going on and see how we can change this so that so that is that, that yeah. people can start getting into it well, and people can start letting the Holy Spirit f- uh, flow freely. Well, there was one song that I mean, I, I remember I just I had uh, gone to another church and I heard a song I'd never heard before, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I was just like, <laughs> okay, this is great. And the next week I brought it back, and my whole worship team looked at me like, well, this sucks. <laughs> Can I say that on your podcast? I don't it's know. all right. Sorry if that's not real no, pastoral. No, it's totally But, you know, fine. they honestly were not with it. And I'm like, guys, if you yeah. could just catch the vision <laughs> for this. And and my worship leader's looking at me going, man, I'm... And he, we have a great... He's it. like, yeah. I'm trying it. I'm trying. <laughs> and, and so I just had to be honest and go, that really meant something to me. Yeah. And that's good in my worship time. That's And it's a great song, and it's working in other places. Yeah. It ain't going to work here. I usually get my more modern stuff from summer camp. So when I do it, I yeah. listen to, when we go, whenever I get to go, I get to hear all the new stuff. And so then I just plop that on my phone and hope that yeah, let's bring <laughs> one camp. day we can play it here in church. <laughs> well, and I mean, listen, the truth is to some of the, I, I love that we have new worship songs. Most of yeah. them, uh, most of them can be played by, uh, lay people like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're not, I'm not professional. I, I can, I'm okay on the guitar, but I'm yeah. not, I mean, I'm not shredding. I'm the same thing with drums. I'm okay on the drums. I'm not. Yeah. So I think most of them are good, but there are some songs. It's like, you know, they've been written by professional people. They've got yeah. chord changes and rhythms <laughs> that, uh, you know. <laughs> that ain't happening on the drum set with me. So you better figure something else yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> and I've tried, you <laughs> yeah, know, there's the some way. things. And then there's some things I got to be honest. It's like, I'm 53. The dude who wrote that's 23 and he's feeling that. I don't get it. I like it. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I know the feeling. I, I, <laughs> I love this these conversations because we get to see really we get to understand like where David was coming from. For example, I like to use David because he was a musician Mm. and the beautiful thing about David's musicianship is that he was a man of his own time. And I feel it's always important to be able to keep up with your own time, but I still will say honor those old songs. It's keep incorporating them because you have that history behind them. I know I'm, trading back a little bit to what we talked about before, but it's, it's still that beauty of it because I understand, look, God is not a linear God, you know, past, present, future. He's the same God. He sees it all at once. He's there. Yeah. And I mean, I was critical at times saying, well, God's not 1955. So we need to like really tone down the, the old hymnal songs and the boom chick uh, style songs. But 
as you get older, as I got older, I really appreciated those. And I really appreciate them and feel, you know, let's incorporate them, mix it somehow, keep them going. Yeah. And they, they don't have to become the focus of all that we're doing. But no. I think, again, that, you know, those older folks in our church, that, that means something too. Yeah. Um, it's important we minister to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's important for us to, what I, what, where I think worship got off the rails is the thought was, and it came with the seeker-sensitive movement, and I think there were some good things about it, but the focus was on everybody outside the church. Mm-hmm. Well, worship wasn't for everybody outside the church. The church isn't here to entertain anybody. And and let me just be very clear, I, I'm not all about that. And for those of you that are like that, it's time to grow up. Mm-hmm. The church is for God, mm-hmm. and the church is there for the saints. Yes, people are going to come in that are uh, new to the church, people that are unsaved. But the church is for God. The church is for the Christian. Mm-hmm. The church is there to grow and disciple people. And the focus, I think, of a lot of the music and a lot of things was, let's draw. Well, um, I think that's been the mistake. And so people have then become consumer-minded, and now people are always trying to come up with the newest, latest, and greatest. You know, in my family, uh, you walk into my house, and I've got a couch now that's very comfortable. It's, it's lots of years old. I really don't care what you think about it when you walk in my house. It's got your butt groove on it's it. It's got my good. groove right there where I've slept. There's some drool stains on the pillows. and But, but I mean, again, the, it's called the house of the Lord for the reason. And we're there for him, to grow in him. And I think that focus is important to keep. And I think if we'll do that again, we're going to see the presence of God move again in ways Mm-hmm. that we've longed for. I've had the privilege of being able to play in different countries or different states and now a couple of different countries. And it's been a phenomenal thing because the Lord is good to us in doing so. It blessed me with that and being able to be part of the worship team here. And um, Marvin, you haven't had the opportunity to play here yet. Well, I'm actually kind of happy about that. I Listen, for for me, it's... I'm good enough to play at home, mm-hmm. uh, and it it takes uh, that. I think it takes that relationship. I could probably sit in here and do okay, yeah. but I've got to be honest. Eventually, as the pastor of a church, um, I'd like to be able to come and go yeah. because I think it is good to let a worship team do. It. So for me, this is a treat. Yeah. I get to come and just listen and worship with you, but not. Yeah. as part of the team, and then uh, really just be able to focus on <laughs> preaching and praying. So this is, I mean, it's interesting. I'm I'm away from my church today. I'll miss them. I love yeah. them. Uh, but, but you have that it, little break to... Yeah, this is almost easier because <laughs> I haven't worn five hats this morning. I just had to walk in. We did this podcast. I'll go down. You know, I'll, I'll worship with worship. you, yeah. and then I'll get to preach, and it'll be great. Yeah. So, um, as a matter of fact, we probably got to head that way. We got to start heading. So, <laughs> with that, um, I apologize again that um, we. I know we were talking about worship and keeping up with time. So, um, our just our own suggestion and encouragement is simply seek the Lord. Let Him be the center focus of what you're doing up on the stage, and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Whatever song you do, and We'll guarantee you that he will flow 
because he inhabits the praises of his people. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. I've enjoyed talking with you. Hey, I've enjoyed being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a great time talking with Fred. Yeah. And um, we love you guys. Please check us out. We want to hear what you have to say. Leave a comment uh, on our Facebook page, Talking with Fred. And there's your Facebook page for the church. Is uh, Harvest Community Church Jupiter. And uh, if you'll put the, if you'll give me that link, I'll, I'll actually connect yep. it to that when it's we're done. It's in uh, Jupiter, Florida. Right. So if you're anywhere in the Florida vicinity and you're close by, stop by and shake hands and hug Marvin's neck. Um, and we're also on Instagram and TikTok. Talking with Fred. Instagram is Talking with Fred 777. And um, we just love you guys. And may the peace of God be with you.